Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? All right. Which one of you sardines called this meat? Whatever, major loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The the strange protagonist in a dark, dark world. That's Chad Echowitz. <laughs> That's Simone LaRue, <laughs> and that is our guest today. Hello, Eric. How are hey, you? Hey, guys. Great. How are you guys doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Thank you for joining us this week. Absolutely, thanks for the invite. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, we need you. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 the expert that you're we call guide. upon when we come to to episodes like this. Simone, do you want to tell everyone what the episode is and why we called yeah. in our our, our 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 expert? So we are doing probably one of the more villainized genres, which is movies based on video games. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chad and I don't really game much, so it's always highly embarrassing for us to do these episodes. And we've got people commenting like, well, if you played the game, you'd understand the nuance of the movie better. So now, like, no excuses. We've got Eric here. He knows his shit. He's going to help us review yeah. these movies better. <laughs> exactly. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even know Max Payne was a game. Uh, I mean, I've I've played Assassin's Creed One, so mm. I'm I'm good there. Okay. But Max Payne, I've never even heard of it before. Before today, I heard of it, but had never played any of it. Uh-huh. Um, the, what I heard was I like I kind of read the box of one of them, and it kind of <laughs> sounded a little bit like The Punisher. Okay, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah this would be cool. kind of my alley, and I just never got around to playing it. Yeah, yeah, you'd rather play Punisher. Like if there was a punch a game, you'd. I actually that. there is on oh, the X, the oh. original Xbox, PS2. <laughs> That's what we uh, know. <laughs> I played the shit out of that. Amazing. I love that we're like. You know, you know what would be great is a Punisher game. <laughs> like ignorant <laughs> assholes. <laughs> it was actually voiced by community. Thomas Jane too. So oh, that was, oh cool. Yeah. That's bomb. Amazing. <laughs> Excellent. So. In terms of the movies that we will be doing today, so we're going to be doing Assassin's Creed, Mm -hmm. uh, which came out in 2016, and it got a Rotten Tomatoes score of 18% and an audience score of 43%, so no one liked that. And then we are doing Max Payne from 2008, which got 16% and a 29% audience score. So I think this is one of, like Simone said, the most hated genres Mm. of all time. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I think especially like from the early two thousands up to like twenty fifteen, most like comic book movies and video game movies were just a shit show. (laughs) Like no one cared. They were like, here, take this, fans, and everyone was like, please stop. (laughs) Please stop. Why are you doing this? Please. Um, And they've only gotten good recently, ish. Yep. I think Detective Pikachu started that. Oh yeah, the Titans of Pikachu was lovely, and then Sonic the Hedgehog was actually really fun. I, don't I know. really, yeah, I took my sister to see that because we both would play Sonic Adventure two together, and it was Amazing. really good. It and is, of course, it is the a Witcher. good it is movie. Yep. Yes, of course. I completely forgot about The Witcher because it, like, I think the series is so outside of the game, even though both are independently beautiful. Yeah. That I don't really see it as as part of the the, the video game franchise, I guess, but. Unbelievable. My understanding, the series followed the books more than the mm. games. Oh yes. yeah, they yes. they definitely yes. they definitely did. I think they did take some like artistic elements from the game. Mm. Um, Henry Cavill definitely tried to talk more like Geralt from the yep. games, and yeah, um, it's just really fun. I like that. I I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I was actually playing Witcher three last night, so oh, so good. I'm slowly so, so working good. my way through Witcher three because I'm not. I just I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit still for that long. So, like, I play Witcher for, like, three hours a week, and I'm like, okay, that's it. I've done my gaming. It's on the easiest mode, because <laughs> I just want to get through the plot, and I'm bad at coordination, but I love it so much. It's so fun, and it's so it's beautiful. It's so good, and it's so pretty. It's it is, so like, one pretty. of the prettiest games. Um, but I think that's the only game yeah. genre that, that Simone and I have both been, like, really invested in, into the point, like, we've both read the books, we've mm. played the game, and we've watched the series. It's, like, the only thing that we've done. Yeah. 
pretty much. I hadn't played it until recently, um, kind of a behind the scenes. My birthday is actually in a couple weeks, oh. and hey. my co-host for Nintendo is nice enough to get me an early birthday present in the form of an Xbox, so... Wow. And with Game Pass, so... that And it's free on Game Pass, so... That's so sweet. What, a what the post. shit, Simone? You've been giving me... <laughs> you haven't given me shit. Shut up, Eric. Don't tell him this. Sorry. I got, yeah, at least I got you a good birthday present last year. I you got did. shit. You got, you got to step a up your joke. game. It was a running joke on our show where um, he kept saying if we got enough reviews, he would get it for me so I could play Atlas with him. Because he was doing an Atlas podcast also. And then he was just like, you know what? Your birthday's coming up. You know, what the hell? Aww. Yeah. He's babe. good at saving his money, unlike me. <laughs> Aww. Uh, same you with see, when all I, all, all I promised Simone was that when we reached a million a, a million downloads, we would... Uh, what did I say you, you would do? I said you would, like... Of, yeah, we, um, I'm, I'm, I forced you to... To, to agree to get a tattoo. No, 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 no. I've never agreed to tattoos. It's always <laughs> you saying you're going to get tattoos. Don't Yeah, start. I said we, which is us. Uh-uh. And, no, like and, a collective uh-uh. one, like a shared one. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, Simone yeah. has to get it as well. Uh-huh. Like, so, so I've realized through, through you coming on the podcast that both Simone and I are awful people. Yeah, so. we got our <laughs> first for tattoos together. That. They just had nothing to hmm. do with each other. But we, we, we walked into the tattoo parlor together and we're like, hi. I'd like a, a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, my first one I got right after my wife and I got married, I would never in my life have dreamed that I would have gotten one because mm. I had nice. a phobia with needles. Oh, right. And Aww. now I've got see five. The needle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it, yeah. It's a little addictive. But, um, yeah, <laughs> now I have five, yeah, which is yeah. a good thing because that actually cleared up my phobia and I actually ended up go. in the hospital a few years after that with appendicitis and they were constantly coming in and jabbing me with needles i'm like yeah sure what the hell go ahead i don't care <laughs> got tattoos. get all those needles um so before we jump into who goes first i wanted to ask you guys what video game would you like to be seen turned into a movie if there was like, like one video game that you could think of like a good movie and, though yeah yeah like yeah. we're talking like witcher level or like sonic level mm. or detective pikachu level <sighs> You're really assuming that I... You know what? I would really like... Um, I used to play this as a kid. I used to play Curse of Monkey Island. I have never heard of that before. Yeah. It's... <laughs> okay, let me... You've stumped us. It's like a... Um... It's you follow this guy. His name's Guybrush Threepwood, like through the pirate-infested waters of the Caribbean, and it's all Amazing. animated. It's like all puzzles. Like it's like you know you randomly pick mm, up this mm. diamond in an earlier thing, and then you have to figure out to use that on the window of the ship to like yeah. get off the ship and like stuff like that. And it's just like it was so silly and self-aware and fun. I think it was a Lucas Arts game. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. And I, it, I I got endless hours of enjoyment from it. Yeah, that could be good fun then. It sounds very Croc-esque. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Eric? What what would you like to see? I think one of the biggest problems with turning a video game into a movie is it's hard to do it justice in the amount Mm. of time you have with the movie. Yeah, that's true. So they actually just announced that Fallout is going to be turned into a series on Amazon. Interesting. Which is exciting. So it's going to be done by the guys who do Westworld. Oh, cool. Okay, so it should be pretty pretty awesome. Um, If I had to pick, though, I'd probably say Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, that would be good. I think that would be. That actually could be really good as a movie. That would be so sick. And you know what? They keep making Star Wars movies, so why not? Yeah. But they don't do anything. In that era, it's always, like, mm. future, like, the next thing down the line. Yeah, so, yeah. if they did, like, a standalone uh, Knights of the Old Republic, I think that'd be pretty sweet. Oh. I would watch the crap out so. of that. That would be really good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it has to be a really obscure game, um, Wolfenstein. Oh. Which is, like... Oh, I don't know I, how yeah. obscure that is. Well, it's not so obscure, but, like, I think the movie would be really obscure, like it's it would just be so wonderful to see like steampunk Nazis mm. like that's what I loved about the game and then like sort of Duke Nukem kind of vibes with it just like kicking Nazi steampunk Nazi ass. That was actually one of my questions. Like, there's the older game which took place during World War Two, and then there's the more recent games where it's an alternate mm. uh, reality where it. Uh, takes place in the present or well the first game took place in the 60s and then 
The next one took place in the 80s, but it's in an alternate reality where the Nazis won. Oh, shit. Oh. Okay. No, no, because I, I, I think it's got to be while the Nazis are still, like, hanging okay. out and stuff. Start you know, off during World War II. Yeah. 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 That would be and fun. then go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a bloody good movie. Especially, like, steampunk. That's always fun. You can't go wrong with steampunk. Can't go wrong. No. All right, so what is everyone drinking? Let's decide who gets to go first. <laughs> Eric, what are you drinking today? Um, I'm actually drinking Steel Reserve beer. Mm. Ooh. Apparently it's a little bit higher in alcohol than I expected. It's 8.1. That is a high beer. Jesus. Be careful with that. <laughs> I'm just sipping it, so. I guess you do need a Steel Reserve to watch these two movies. Ah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you drinking i'm drinking a hunter's dry which is a cider for the mm, uninitiated okay. it uncultured is, swine it is very nostalgic <laughs> for me because i drank it so much as a student so like the taste just reminds me of like shitty dive bars <laughs> amazing so the great wazoo <laughs> the great wazoo it comes in at 5.5 percent apparently damn so, okay just a good time Fair enough. Well, long long rule Br- Britannia, mm. he says, because he is drinking a pink gin with oh. lemonade. Look at him. The the most British drink there is. Mm, very summery. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it is English summer because it is raining. So, you know, <laughs> as, as it is. The best three days of the year. <laughs> it is. It really is. We get to wear our short, sh- uh, short shorts for, for three days and then back into the cupboard with you. Um, so... I guess I go first because of 37.5%, which should be fun because I have been so busy this week that I have not written a synopsis, which as we know, unlike Simone, I am truly shit at coming up with synopses. I forgot to double check which movie. (laughs) Oh, Simone, no, I'm doing Assassin's Creed. Oh, you're doing Assassin's Creed? Yes. Okay, thank God. I thought so. (laughs) I I always... Why didn't... I always You should have check. checked with me. Why didn't you check with me this week? <laughs> I was convinced I was right, and I was, but yeah, I just, the doubt crept in. Because <laughs> I had to write a synopsis for Max Payne, because I had no fucking clue what was going on. No, me neither. Jesus. Uh, but how great would it have been if I had called your bluff on that instead of doing one for Max Payne? I should have thought ahead. Damn it. Uh, to capture my face on YouTube as you said it, too. would have just. Uh, I would just play that over and over again whenever I was feeling sad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay, so Assassin's Creed, us. here we go. We're going to give us... This is my best shot at it, so good lord. Okay, so the movie starts in 15th century Spain. The... Uh, Templars have invaded the last freehold of free thinking, and they are trying to locate the Apple of Eden, which allegedly, once found, would be able to control the free will of all people. The Templars want it to alleviate pain and resistance to any free thought, so that basically the Templars can control everyone through their, you know, holy war, so that everyone will be Christian, and hey-ho, the Christians win everything. Unfortunately, because of a secret band of people known as the Assassin's Creed, uh, they are unable to do so because these cool, super-hip ninjas are able to murder everyone who kind of stands in the way of uh, doing that kind of thing. So, then we jump to the present day-ish, and we meet, uh, what's his name? Cal Cal Lynch. Cal Lynch, uh, who's younger person, I don't know who's played by. We meet him, he's sort of a latchkey kid, he kind of does his own thing, and he comes home to find that his father has murdered his mother. He then goes on the run and sort of lives as an orphan for years. We then flip forward more into the future to grown-up Cal Lynch, played by Michael Fassbender. He's sort of this ragtag kind of guy, he's in prison for who knows what, when suddenly he's being put to death. So I guess his crime was murder. That would make sense. Um, He gets uh, taken to the sort of uh, lethal injection chamber. It looks like he's died, but he's then transferred to another facility where he meets Sophia, played by Marion Cotillard. Uh, She is the facilitator of a thing called... I have no idea what it's called. The Animus? Is that what you're thinking of? Well, no, that's that's the device. Yeah, that's the machine. What's the... 
the, the facility. The we'll facility. Call it the, the facility. The facility. Okay, at the facility, uh, they uh, have a machine called the Animus, which is able to transport you into the memories of past selves. The idea being that in your DNA, you have all the memories of the ge- your genetic predecessors. Hey ho, uh, Cal's predecessors were part of this Assassin's Creed. So what Sophia wants, it turns out, is she is one of the um, one of the Templars of the New Age, and she wants to use Cal's memories to find his past assassin, whose name was Aguilar. Uh, to find out where they buried the apple so that she can get it and then the Templars can achieve their mission which was to destroy free will. He goes into the Animus, he merges with it, all the shenanigans happen, it's pretty crazy, lots of action stunts, lots of murder, pretty great, Uh, and then at the end, basically, they find where the uh, Apple of Eden is, it's buried with Columbus, which is, I kind of guess, really appropriate seeing as we're recording this on the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, on, on July 4th, Independence Day. Kind of all works together. Seamless. That's how we did it. <laughs> yeah. um, they find the apple. Um, so now Sophia presents it to the High Council of the Templars. Everything looks hunky-dory for the Templars. Oh no, free will's going out the window. When Cal suddenly decides that he wants to be part of his assassin's roots and he decides to kill uh, everyone and escape with the apple. Movie ends. Ta-da. Fuck it. Ta-da. Well done, awesome. Chad. What's your cliffhanger? <laughs> Jazz hands. Um, my cliffhanger has to be this one. And the others in here, are they lab rats too? They're assassins, murderers like their ancestors. Like you, Cal. All born with a predisposition to violence. Murderer. You killed a man. Pimp. Would you kill again? And it's just the most ridiculous bits because, like, their conversation makes no sense whatsoever. It's like there's that one bit where he's like, um, you, you, you want to live, but you won't live, or something like that. And it's just like, what? Yeah. So, so I think the biggest problem for me in this movie was the fact that the dialogue made no sense yeah. throughout. It was How not... did everyone else feel? It was very uh, exposition-y dialogue, like, the yeah. whole way through. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? Why are we doing this again? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what's our mission again? <laughs> but even so, how hard was it for, for people to understand this movie? Because, like, yeah. the really key points are never explained. No, and, like, the way the Animus works, um, I never played the first game, but mm-hmm. the games that I've played, the Animus, I guess, was more of an upgraded version where it almost looked like a tanning bed. Yeah. And so, like <laughs> a virtual reality machine as to something that actually, in, you know, they have to inject into your body or whatever. And mm-hmm. he doesn't actually go through and do the movements. Yeah, like, the whole no. crane arm Animus was... Yeah, felt really pointless because they keep like switching between like the action, the fight scenes, and like what he's doing on the animus, and you're like, yeah. wait, but like logistically, how? Yeah, how and is it's this like yeah. it looks working? like really bad VR. Like yeah. it's all like because like it's these spotlights that show the video of his mind, and even that doesn't really make sense. No, because like if he's grabbing something, even though it looks like it's there, the projection is there. You're not actually going to grab it. So yeah. it's, like this, so for him, it's like a certain bit of playing along. Yeah. So like half the movie, he's like the whole bit is him being reluctant to do it, but he still is playing <laughs> along. He's not yeah. actually doing the thing, so he's still like grappling with things that don't exist, which makes no sense. It's very distracting. Um, yeah. And uh, another thing, the games take place at least ninety percent in the past, not yeah. so much mm-hmm. the present. Yes. I, although I think with the in the first one, Desmond Miles, who's like the main mm-hmm. protagonist in the first few games, like the first, uh, like the Ezio trilogy, Aguilar, or, mm-hmm. uh, and Altair and mm. the Kenways. Um, it, in the first game, he is pretty reluctant to get into it, but he does like accept it more as time goes on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I haven't like, really played anything past that. <laughs> I played the I played the first one. And it was really it was really fun. Like I mean, it got a bit repetitive. Yeah. But the whole idea behind the first one was like you go into the animus and you are actually that person, which is a kind of idea, and it's a chair that you go into. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's 
you know the the whole pre like the whole premise of the of the games is you know look at birds and the fact is like birds from a very early age automatically know that they need to migrate automatically know how to fly and so that's part of their dna which is what mm. the sort of the premise the premise is so what w- the animus does is it locks into those dna parts of you which are instinctual and that's where the memories come from yeah. and that's the whole idea <laughs> i wasn't going to touch the science of this um, <laughs> i think you should <laughs> because that would imply there is some but i'm going to briefly say that that's not how genes work nor is it how the brain works <laughs> One thing I do like about the crane thing and him actually acting out the memories is if you think about it, like just because your brain knows how to do something doesn't mean your body is capable of doing certain things unless you do have that training. So I do mm-hmm. kind of like that where he is kind of like building up his like muscle. Yeah, memory that's and all actually that. a good point. Like, mm. I guess it's like, you know, someone being plugged into the Matrix, like just because they've come out of the Matrix where they've been fighting right. and stuff doesn't mean their body is yeah. at all ready for that. Right. Yeah, it's a good so, point. I was thinking about that while I was watching it last night. I was like, okay. yeah, that, I actually yeah, do kind of like that. that and I mean, we it. got to see Michael Fassbender so shirtless so often. So, <laughs> and I mean, that's the dream, isn't it? I mean, let's be <laughs> really? honest. And I think the world has come to realize this. He's not a very good actor. No. One thing and... I was curious about, though, <laughs> is why did he play both characters? Because in the games, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. they don't. Yeah, look they're the two same. different guys. But they didn't want to confuse the audience too much. Yeah, Yeah, because it's not really explained that Mm -hmm. Cal is Aguilar, or whatever his name is. Like, the the three things that are really important for you to understand is what the Animus does, why they're there, and the fact that there's a connection between them because they're family. And that isn't really explained at any point in this film. Especially because, like... They, he then finds out that they had his dad at the facility the whole time, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well yeah. then why didn't they just, like, surely his dad would have the exact same genetic memories. memories yeah. Right. So why wouldn't they just use him? At the beginning, I kind of thought maybe his dad was a Templar. Yeah. But they eventually do yeah. kind of show that his mom was an assassin also because they showed that memory of her. Yeah. 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 So then... <laughs> so it's all just nonsense, essentially. Like, the whole yeah. thing is just Plain nonsense. I will say, though, that some of the chase scenes and fight scenes were really cool. I wish they had spent more time on them because, like, that's what makes Assassin's Creed really cool is, like, all the parkour and the chasing and, like, the weird fight moves with the Assassin's Blade. Like, that's what you want to see. (laughs) You don't really care about all the other stuff. I did like the trust fall shots also. Yeah, those were beautiful. I mean, they even had the sound effect of it, like that whistle mm-hmm. falling sound. Mm. That was my games. like. That was the thing I was going to say because, like, um, halfway through the movie, I was getting really annoyed because you know the, the trust fall into the um, hay barrels and things <laughs> is like one of the biggest parts of yeah. Assassin's Creed, After and they weren't doing it, and then they did it, and I was like, "Hey, that's cool." Yep. There she is. There she is. Yeah, I think it lost, like someone was saying, like, it lost the beauty of the games in the fact that, like, in the games, you get tasked with assassinating people. Yeah. And that, where was the assassinations? As with Prince of Persia, (laughs) where it was, like, all about also the really acrobatic fight scenes and, like, wall running and traps and things and puzzles and things like that they spent like five seconds on it and the rest of the time they spent trying to justify the plot and you're like you don't have to do that yeah exactly no one cares so right yeah i mean by show of hands who cares about the love interest in this fucking film (laughs) no one no you cared i thought she was a little cool she had a cool fight and then she just like dies at the end and he i know i was really upset by that yeah especially because she's like you know like i'm dying so that you can like get away with this thing and then he's like all mad so he decides to like kill all of them and it's like dude (laughs) this is like the opposite of what she wanted you to do it's very uncreedish as well yeah that goes against everything they stand for. It was it was very weird. Um, but what did Eric? What did you like about it? Let's pull let's pull good things. Yeah. Um, like I said, I did like um, like well, like Simone was saying, I did like the the fight scenes. Um, you you play these games more to experience the past. Um, yeah. So I I think that you know I did when they were actually showing those scenes with Aguilar. I like that 
a little bit more than just watching him act out the movements mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, the trust fall, definitely. Um, some of the like the actual assassination uh, shots where they're jumping off a ledge onto somebody, that was mm. cool. So, yeah, I think they need to spend a little bit more time in the past than they yeah. did. Especially, yeah, like, yeah. the weird setups they had um, at the end, like, all of the other people who were, like, assassins in their past lives, who have apparently yeah. been allowed to A, right. stay alive, and B, keep training and stay fit and healthy with these memories yeah. of big assassins. <laughs> I did like C, that final battle sequence. Yeah, they've that was, got yeah, that was all of nice. their old weapons in easy-to-access display cases. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, like the smoke bombs and the blades. What were the Templars thinking? And at first I was like, oh, it's quite nice that they keep them alive, but at the same time, it's really dumb. The rope dart. Yeah, especially when you find out that uh, Jeremy Irons was the guy behind it all. Yeah. Yeah, so, Which, yeah. fun fact with him, um, the main antagonist in Assassin's Creed 2, you come to find out, is Rodrigo Borgia. Well, mm-hmm. my wife used to watch a show called The Borgias, and he, act- Jeremy Irons, actually played Rodrigo Borgia. Oh! So there's a nice little all crossover thing together. there. Yeah. All comes together. How did you feel about the uh, surprise appearance of Christopher Columbus? That well, that, at the very beginning, they said that the year was nineteen, or sorry, fourteen ninety-two. Oh, so yeah, right, fourteen ninety-two crossed the ocean. Sailed, yeah, so. I was like, okay. Oh, is there a so... rhyme for that? Am I just like yes. a moron? That's great. Oh, look at that. You learn something every day. So I was like, okay, maybe, I don't know. That's kind of an interesting year to just kind of pull out of the hat. So <laughs> I was watching it with Rudy and like when he's handing off the apple to like, you know, the hooded stranger, Rudy was like, mm. haha, what if it's Columbus? And I was like, fuck off. It is not Columbus. That would be so dumb. And oh, then he's man. like, oh, I follow the, I follow the sun. And you're like, oh, shit. Shit. Shut up. Shut, <laughs> shut your damn mouth, Columbus. You what asshole. are you doing in this stupid and then, movie? So then they like realized that like the apples in a church in Seville. And apparently all they had to do was like go up to the priests there and be like, hey, did Columbus yeah, can leave we... anything with you? Yeah. Like the whole I love thing. How there is, was like... that callback to the apple uh from the lunchroom that that guy gave him. That was fun. Just... So I mean the first the first game is set in Israel, um, as far as I remember. So, do you think that was a political decision to just step away I from the whole like, Israel you know what? thing? Let's not. We're, we're not going to touch this. Mm-mm. We're out. Yeah. We're not doing this. I think that was a, a wise decision, if not yeah. a cowardice Not decision. to base it on any specific game. Yeah. 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 Well, let's move on. Uh, scenes that could have saved it. What's everyone feeling? If there could have been. Because I don't know, really. You know, I think they kind of cut out a lot of the scenes with Marianne Cotillard, much as I love her, (laughs) because it was fairly pointless. I also, like, by the end, you really still don't know anything about Cal. Like, he's like some dude who apparently had a tragic past um, Mm -hmm. and is a very violent dude. And he's like still having like these weird philosophical debates with her, but they're not really debates. He's just like, that's your idea is kind of dumb but okay lady (laughs) and then he's like oh i actually think free will is probably a good idea and you get to the end and you still know very little about him actually Mm. exactly like he was a he was a murderer at the beginning of the film Mm. and then he was a murderer at the end of the film and i guess you're supposed to think he's like spunky because when he was a kid he tried to do jumps on his bike which was so pointless yeah so i guess you're you you have a really decent point there of just like get rid of her even though she like, like even what was her role like she was supposed to be like the redemption and then she just like yeah. falls at the final hurdle i don't know she's weird yeah anyway, how, how about you well yeah yeah, they didn't really explain much about him. Like, they never explained what he was doing and what he was on death row for. Yeah. Um, yeah. What his dad was there for. Um, what yeah. happened? Like, why his dad really... They didn't really explain why his dad killed his mom. Yeah. No. But, like I said, um, more people... People play the games to experience the past more. Mm. Like the yeah. gener- get to interact with these historical figures. Like one of the games I actually played the whole way through is Assassin's Creed Three, 
mm-hmm. and that takes place during what we call the Revolutionary War. I'm sure England might call it the Civil War. I don't know. We call um, it the Dumb War. <laughs> we <laughs> that's call it something the stupid, like... selfish, dumb, poopy head war. <laughs> we didn't even want to that... win it. <laughs> that's something like they never really like it. That's something they don't really explain in schools is they don't say, okay, this might be taught differently in another country. But here's, you know, here it is. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys even do it in, like, history? I know you weren't, like, in the UK for a lot of your schooling, Chad, but... Not as far as I remember, to be fair. Um, And I don't think we ever... I think we glanced over that one. I think we try to ignore all the colonial shit. You try to to ignore all the times you've really lost (laughs) and all the war crimes. Yeah, yeah. We try to just glance (laughs) over that and and just focus on, on the really positive bits, you know. Like the queen, and that's it. Um, I think that's the queen. I think there's two things that have really, like, you know, sort of brought up um, sort of American history throughout the UK and and throughout is that's Hamilton and Assassin's Creed, <laughs> oh, and those two right. things alone. My wife and I actually got Disney Plus yesterday, and Hamilton is on there. Yeah, yes. she's been wanting to watch that. I yes, so. that's my very good. I, I, I was able to see the stage show. I was fortunate enough to see the stage show, you know. And uh, it's, it's amazing. I know, I know. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think for me it would have been just like a really clear explanation of why things are happening. Sort of like, he arrives at the facility. Oh, this is the animus. This is what it does. This is why we're doing it. Cool. Excellent. Why are you involved? Excellent. Explained. Done. Let's go to the past now, and, stay and then there. just deal with it, and stay <laughs> yeah. with there until right at the end. That's it. Cool. Excellent. Done. But no, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. 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 Would you guys watch it again? No. No. I'd prefer. I prefer Michael Fassbender and X Men. To be honest. Yes. I have to agree with that. He's a yes. great Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was his starring role, and he can't be anything else really. <laughs> Oh no! It's sad, but it's true. Didn't he play like Macbeth or Hamlet? Yeah, one of those? Um, they actually uh, Marion, whatever her name is. He actually recruited from when he was on Macbeth. Ah. So oh, cool! I was reading that on IMDb while okay. I was watching the movie. <laughs> That's what you we do, so do as well when we, we watch the movies. Is like yes. scroll the IMDb pages. <laughs> well. That was uh, Assassin's Creed, everyone. Thank you for for joining us into that Easy breezy. that weird weird past present mix. So tell us, Simone, take us through Mark Wahlberg's finest hour in Max Payne. I trimmed a lot of the fat on this plot because, as you should. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hey, Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, Mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, we're in the 21st century. Things are crazy. Mm -hmm. There's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh. What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this world wide web, (laughs) where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate, even. Oh. Uh, And all you have to do is, in exchange for money, uh, you give them money and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month what would you say to that you mean that i don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend not at all they will do this for you this company this magical place that creates this crate of loot a loot crate even (laughs) uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money how magical is that that sounds too magical and what if i added to the deal what if i were a proper salesman and i said to you if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these 
loot crates that you so wished. Well, I'd have to know what this code is. Right? So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to Loot Crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code ROBOTSRADIO, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases. 50% off all your Loot Crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code ROBOTSRADIO, and you'll get that 15% off. That sounds amazing. Guys, why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you? So guys, go to that link, enter that code. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. Okay. Okay. Good luck. So, Max Payne, played by Mark Wahlberg, is a man obsessed with revenge after the brutal killing of his wife and child. His obsession has ruined his career and his relationship with his old partner, but he cannot stop looking. One night, when Max is trying to shake down a local snitch for leads, he meets Natasha Sachs, played by Olga Karolenko, and her sister Mona, played by Mila Kunis. Max takes Natasha back to his place because he has questions about the wing tattoo on her arm and the apparent illegal drugs being traded at the club. Instead, Natasha tries to get Max to have sex with her, so he kicks her out. The next morning, Natasha is found brutally murdered, and Max is, of course, implicated. Max's old partner, Alex, played by Donald Logue, helps Max investigate the case and finds that a tattoo on one of the men responsible for Max's wife's murder matches the tattoo on Natasha. But before he can tell Max, he too is horribly murdered, and Max is viciously attacked in his apartment. Once leaving the hospital, Max runs into Mona, who believes Max killed her sister. He convinces her instead that they're both looking for the same person and need to work together. In their investigation... They discover a new drug on the streets called Valkyr, which is highly addictive but gives people nightmarish visions of angels and demons. The drug was leaked from Acer Pharmaceuticals, the company where Max's wife used to work. It turns out that the drug was initially developed by the military to create stronger soldiers, but was only effective in 1% of patients. The rest were all driven mad by their visions. They shut down the drug, but in a surprise twist, it turns out that Max's mentor, B.B. Hensley, played by Bo Bridges, was leaking the drug onto the streets for profit. Max's wife had noticed the stock missing, and B.B. had her killed before she revealed his plot to anyone else. Max, furious at this betrayal, goes on a Valkyr-fueled rampage and kills all those responsible for the death of his wife, as well as the distribution of the drug on the streets. As the movie ends, though, we see that Acer Pharmaceuticals is still as successful as ever, and it is clear Max intends to take them down. The end. Way. Very nice. Very nice. What's, your, what's your cliffhanger? Uh, it's going to be this one. Look, my partner was killed, too. We're both looking for the same person. Yeah. You. <clears throat> Who's Owen Green? How did you get that name? Look, Natasha, call me. Don't say your name. I heard a call, okay? Almost probably the last person who saw her alive. Yeah? Except for the guy that left his wallet laying by her body. Does that sound like something a homicide cop gets wrong? Whoever killed your sister probably did the same thing to my partner, and maybe I... Look, you want to help? Which is the scene where, um... Mila Kunis is like interrogating Max Payne because like she still thinks he killed and like the dialogue is just so bad. It's, I mean, Mila Kunis is 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 now a friend of the show, I guess, because yeah. of of American <laughs> Psycho too. But good lord, oh man! I don't know if Mark Wahlberg was like the best casting choice for this. <laughs> Because all of the costumes and dialogue and stuff sounded like it was not intended for Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it was more Sin City vibes. Yeah, than, yeah. I will than say the cinematography else. was very cool. Yes. Um, I'll give them that. And then all the angels, demons, like visuals were very exciting. Mm. If only mm. the script did it any justice. <laughs> That was really weird because it looked like they were being killed by the actual visions at the beginning. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And they don't really here? address yes. it. Like, is it like a blurred line between dreams and reality, or are they like actually seeing things that are there? And I suppose it's supposed to yes. be like ambiguous, but you're also just like, wait, so it's just a drug? Yeah, yeah. It was. It's really, really confusing, especially that bit where that guy gets like taken out of his yeah. window, yeah, and like dragged out by one of the Valkyrie. Like that makes no sense, given like the, the guy thing. made it look like he was being pulled out of the window by one of those yeah. things, and then he and it landed was actually, on the car. No. 
Yeah, and it's actually just like, no, he no, just he fell. No, he's just having a bad trip. Which also, yeah, yeah. I think they fundamentally misunderstand addiction because they're like, oh, it's such <laughs> an addictive drug, but it gives people really bad trips. And it's like, then it's not, it's going to be hard for it to be addictive. Right. <laughs> if people are think that they're going to die the whole time, they're not going to take it again. Exactly. It's not like it's not like if you look at PCP, which yeah. is just like fucking crazy drugs. Like people aren't just like, oh, you you got to try that PCP stuff, mm, man. Can't get so enough of addictive. That. <laughs> we love that PCP. Yeah, like they, it made no sense. Although I must say, it looked very cool, and you can imagine it had like a really nice flavor just from like the color of it. That really uh-huh. nice like blue, like Gatorade blue. Yeah. I was mm. just like. I could probably get a bit of, of, of blue crush in my drug. That sounds delightful. The other thing that was weird was that they make it seem like the, the drug is some sort of like super soldier serum. Mm. Mm. Because Mark Wahlberg actually was able to survive freezing to death yeah. in that wake. And yet yeah. people are like being killed left and right by it. So yeah. I'm, it's all really confusing. Uh <laughs> I mean, there are also about, like, 50 extra characters that don't need to be there for this plot to move forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like the like the guy who's, like, the ambassador for this drug, the uh, the, the, the soldier. Do like, I have I'm... so many issues with that guy. But my biggest problem with the drug as well is it's just basically cocaine, right? It fills you with this, like, ridiculous courage. <laughs> yeah. So why didn't they just get cocaine? Like, I'm pretty no sure sense. that's why the deal with the military fell through. The military was like, listen, <laughs> we're just going to give them cocaine. Like, we're not, like, we can't handle this, like, vision shit. <laughs> cocaine, they've just got all the confidence. They're just kissing or the meth. enemy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's almost like, is, 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 is this a cult also? Like, you Yeah, have to, exactly. Like, like there's, yeah. there's this Everybody weird has to get that tattoo. And then, yeah, the tattoos. So, okay, so we're supposed to believe that Max Payne, <laughs> who's been utterly obsessed with his wife's death for like three years didn't somehow connect the um first of all like the tattoo on the dude who murdered her with like literally the logo of the company his wife worked for until (laughs) way later even though like they sent him cards they were clearly really involved with this grieving process he is a bad cop he's so Like, and then his buddy is the one who has to point out, like, oh, hey, that prostitute you had in your house, she had the same tattoo as the guy who murdered your wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. and that like, was, like, the big discovery that his friend made that he couldn't be allowed to tell Max. <laughs> it was it was completely bonkers. Like, the whole, the whole story is just like, wait, what? Why and is this happening? The thing is, like, all of this stuff would make sense in a video game because it's just, like, st- dialogue mm. and stuff to get you t- through to the next fight scene or, like, the next, like, mission or whatever. But, like, in a movie, you're just like, wait, so why am I here? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the purpose of this? I guess I've it never was... played the Max Payne series. I know there's at least three games Good in the Lord. series, so maybe it you know, explains things more as you go along, Maybe. but I, I wouldn't so. know. I loved Ludacris in this. <laughs> yes. Ludacris coming up out of nowhere. Ludacris showing up. It was a very star-studded cast. Like, yeah, it was a yeah. really good cast. Big name people. I, I love how whenever they're trying to make Mila Kunis look serious in movies, they like she has to have her hair back. Oh, yeah, that that's serious Mila that's Kunis. You know. fun, fun Mila Kunis has got her hair down. <laughs> yeah. um, also, when whenever Mila Kunis needs to be serious, she's Russian. Yeah. I'd, like, does she, she speak actually Russian? Speaks does Russian? Does yes, she Thank does. You. She actually is Russian, I, I believe. She speaks Ukrainian? Russian on Family Guy a couple of times. I think she's Ukrainian. Amazing. No, the, the girl who played her sister, though, she was also in the first Hitman movie. Yes, which we yes. reviewed before for And the she podcast. played basically the same character. Like, she yes. tries to yeah. sleep with Agent 47, and he's like, get out of here. Like, he, like, <laughs> actually knocks her out, so she leaves him alone. <laughs> Especially, like, so he brings her back to his place, and he's, like, really annoyed that she thinks he wants to have sex with her. And he's just like, nope. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, that's why most dudes bring her back to their place. Like, just talk to her for two seconds. 
Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous, and like I feel for her because, like, yeah. as 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 Eric pointed out, you know, she's always the one who's like gets to the gets to the batting cage and then doesn't get to get to right. hit. She's always <laughs> just like, you know, she needs her sexual satisfaction too. It's not all about the guy, and she's and a yet beautiful, she's sent out. beautiful woman. Yeah, she's not an so beautiful. It's like... <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm very confused. Um, but what what really annoyed me, and I'm surprised Simone hasn't brought this up yet, is the video of the super soldier getting video, uh, getting like asked questions about the drug, and like how they phrased the questions to him, which was just basically like, on a scale of ten to ten, how much did you enjoy the drug? I mean, that's just good marketing, thing. Chad. <laughs> I mean, that drove me crazy. They were just like. From happy to very happy, how satisfied mm. were you with this with the, with your intake of this drug? And I was like, well, that's a pretty loaded question, my friends. Again, that's just that's the wonderful world of marketing and market research. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I thought that that guy was Cain Velasquez for about half a second. <laughs> yeah, as an MMA fighter. Maybe that would have resulted in cooler fight scenes. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's talk about the fight scenes. What, uh, what I how first want to talk about. about the audacity to put Mark Wahlberg, who's basically <laughs> a human rectangle, in a polar neck <laughs> and long leather trench coat like he is a slender man. <laughs> I just like, they should, like, you know, I understand it's cold and he needs to be warm, but like, the wardrobe people had clearly never seen Mark in their lives. No. No, the, it, it, it was, was not obviously a look his for serious look. It was his serious look. Everyone knows that once you're in a polo neck, like he was you're either into slam jazz. Poetry means. Yes, that especially was... when he was Marky Mark like, <laughs> during his rap days. Can you imagine? Um, he probably tries to forget those polar neck. Try to keep his neck warm. Yeah, it's like it, it was weird because like at the beginning of the movie, it didn't look like it was winter, but then as the movie went on, it just started. It was nothing but snow. I yeah, mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a lazy choice, but it was. It drove that plot thought forward. It really, it really pushed uh, it. Especially know? when it drove him to take the Valkyrie drug or whatever it is. <laughs> so, fight scenes. What did we think? I mean, what fight scenes? Can we just say that they were like really basic, shitty scenes that made and no sense this, like, in the grand Emotional scheme showdown at the end, and it's like okay. <laughs> Like, okay. I mean, the bullets were pretty fun. Like, how they, like, shot each other and, like, that looked cool. Like, very good, Which, precise that's aim. that's like, but... part of the games. Yeah, oh, really? what I read on IMDb, uh, a lot of slow-mo is used yeah. in the games during, like, fight scenes, but mm. this didn't really do much of that. No, no, I think, and that's the big problem, isn't it, with, with, with video game adaptations of movies, is, like, they... they abstract so much from the game that it like all the things that the you want to feel from the games are taken out like in contrast to that doom which we've spoken about in the podcast <laughs> that final scene in doom where they do like yeah. the whole first person vision thing is really cool Fucking and cool. that's what the fans yeah. wanted yep and then in this and and assassin's creed as well it was just like well we'll just do a thing and yeah. we'll call it the game and people will give us money there's like this thing where the directors want it to be like a, a serious action movie and it's like but you have mm. to embrace like the campier elements yes. of a video game like you have to just understand that it's got to be these like gratuitous fight scenes and like first person <laughs> point of view and like slow motion like you just have to embrace that because yes. that's what people want no one wants the plot <laughs> <laughs> like excruciatingly explained to you by ludicrous i want <laughs> with a lot of video games they just give you the plot at the beginning yeah and then they'll let you figure out the rest of it excellent so yeah yeah and i think maybe that's why sonic the hedgehog and um uh, detective pikachu did so well because they were so devoid of what you did in the games that people were just like all right cool they're just doing their own thing and they're kind of reinventing this whole thing for movies but they're not relying on the game itself like with pokemon like with detective pikachu it was just like cool this dude has turned into a pokemon and this is what we're gonna do it's more of a literal detective story than it is a pokemon story even though pokemon are evolved <laughs> there's literally no fighting and they make that very clear from the beginning they're just like guys we do not fight in this movie fighting is illegal <laughs> and then in sonic they were just like 
well, we need a fun way to introduce Dr. Eggman, so this is what we're going to do, and that's it. And it was I love really how they fun. actually like called him cop. Robotnik, too, because I yeah. grew up knowing him as Robotnik. He's <laughs> like, hey, this might actually work better if you roll yourself up into a ball and launch yourself. At- <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey was fantastic. He- Jim Carrey was fantastic in that. It was, it was probably like old school Jim Carrey kind of hilarity. Yep. Um, so, scenes that could have saved it. Eric, what do you think? I don't know. Where do you that's, start? That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, that's the, the, that's the, the, the million dollar question, isn't it? I guess the thing you just need to do is turn your brain off when you're watching this and not think mm. about it too don't much. Don't think about it. Because otherwise you'll just find yourself questioning everything. I was uh, only yeah. half paying attention when I watched it, and even I was like, wait, hang the fuck on. How does... Yeah, how does this all happen? I'm very confused. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it this morning, um, and and it was literally just like scene to scene, and it was it was very confusing. So yeah, so so cohesive plot. I agree. I actually had trouble finding it. Like I couldn't mm. find it on any streaming service. My library didn't have it. I had to rent it on Amazon. No doubt. But, uh, was, we like, we well, apologize. Oh no, no it's <laughs> well in the director's cut. You actually had to buy it. I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm gonna buy it. How about you, Zoe? What's you know what? yeah? What, what's your scene that could have saved us? Oh my god. Um, I mean, I wanted them to cut out a bunch of scenes. Like, there's so much extra shit that doesn't even need to mm-hmm. be there, and they could have made room for like more fun fight scenes or like mm. better explanations of things or you know anything <laughs> yeah um like mila kunis's character was pretty much irrelevant like at the end she's like mm. oh i'll hold them off for you while you finish your crusade or whatever magnus I no i forgot about her for a minute <laughs> yeah she could yeah, actually nothing yes yeah no completely agree completely agree and i think that's where my my scene that could have yeah. saved it comes in as well as the fact like i wanted it like to save it i think they should have just gone like full-on ott mm. like you take Valkyrie, 1% of people who take it are immune and they're amazing fighters and they just go crazy. The other 99% who take it turn into demons. They Ooh. literally turn into the demons. Just change the whole down. plot. Kind of like just what the Rock the did plot. in Doom. Yeah, yes, exactly. 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 Just so like, turn it into up. Doom. <laughs> turn it into... <laughs> yeah, I want to see this film, but I don't... Get the Rock in Doom there. We instead. know he can rock yeah. a polar neck. <laughs> Not the second Doom movie that they recently released on Netflix, but uh, oh, I didn't know there was another Doom. I now absolutely need to see it. I think it's called Aftermath, Doom Aftermath. I I don't know. I haven't watched it. I I think it's a Netflix exclusive. Gross. (laughs) So, would you guys watch this again? No. Yeah, probably not. Absolutely not. It's the fact that like it took so long to find it in the first place, and like the effort to enjoyment ratio is just disgusting. Very high. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, guys. That's two two huge negatives from from the from the video game team today. Um, but don't let that disparage you. There is hope, we're, as we've seen and as we've mentioned with P- Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog. We there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, hmm. In terms of video video game movies in the future, and I mean, we are getting another Sonic uh, movie allegedly, yeah. um, which could be really really fun. And we'll Maybe see what they do. Take us to Mobius. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be very interesting. So let's let's uh, talk about ourselves, I guess. How is everyone? What is uh, everyone's optimistic things for the week? Oh, I finally had that uh, tenant in the main house move out this week. She left Yay. on Wednesday. Unbelievable! Oh. Congratulations! That's oh huge! God. Oh my god! I'm not going to go straight into, like, back to the hell. Whole story on the podcast, but like we basically had a crazy tenant living on the same property as us, like who made our lives very difficult. Um, <laughs> and then she was supposed to only be there for a month, and she just refused to leave on the second month, and it was really hard to evict her. Um, so she was essentially squatting and making our lives difficult, and she left on Wednesday. Oh, I am. I just. Simone, I feel so much better. You must take a huge weight off your shoulders. Literally. Like that must be crazy. We ordered pizza Wednesday Dude. night and just like relaxed. I'm so happy for you. Well yeah. done. Oh, that's so. That's good. how I can go out to a restaurant and drink. <laughs> that's you fine. Our, somehow. You know, our, small, our house small is victory. the best restaurant in town. Yeah, Shay. Shay. 
Sim Simrud. How what was it? We go with Ramon. Sim I mean that's much better than anything I just came up with. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. How about you, Eric? What's your optimistic thing for this week? Well, my wife has been home not you know because school year's over and everything so Mm -hmm. she's had some time to just sit and think about what to do around the apartment so last night we rearranged some a few things and we actually set up a wall mount for our tv oh great fancy another thing is is with it being the fourth of july we had an extra day off this week but Mm -hmm. our paid time off refreshed so i'm taking two extra days off to just sit and do nothing so took one day off last week, and I'm taking the first day of next week off. So nice. Celebrate that good sweet, long sweet independence. Time to recharge, yes. Good, good. I'm glad. Yes, because you know it. It must be you know tough with what you do and everything, and like the stress of all of it, and you know the stress of with your wife and everything that's been going on, and like it must be nice to just take that time to just. <sighs> when breathe. did kids start liking being in the school building? That's when <laughs> they were stuck like, at home for three months. Kids try getting into the school any way they can. So even yeah, even when school is not in session, they'll try coming in so they can use the gym to play basketball or just like roam around oh. the school. I'm like, I mean, that's adorable, guys? but when I was in school, that was the last place I wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, you get I the fuck out. Required and you... to be at the building. <laughs> yeah. yes. Don't look back. Like, why are you here? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten kids. Rotten kids. Uh, um, for me, Chad? For, so this weekend, my dad uh, and I have been painting the house. Um, nice. My my mum used to be the official painter of the three of us, but uh, she she can't handle it anymore. Like her lungs just don't have it, and she gets like oh, ill if she paints. So we kicked her out. She's gone to visit my aunt, and uh, my dad and I have just been like painting and things. Nice. And it's just been it's been really really fun. I love and, like, painting. It's very cathartic. Yeah. And it's just, like, a very nice bonding thing, you know, like, home building, home improvement kind of thing. And, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a nice weekend for doing that. I mean, we we started, she finished work at about, like, half past four yesterday on the Friday. And uh, we immediately started, as soon as she left, like, started painting and, like, removing everything. We finished at about half past ten, eleven Ooh. o'clock last night. And then we wow. got up and we started again at half past eight today. So it's just been, like, full on, full on the whole time so but but it's been really fun it's been a really nice time and you know it's a good skill to have and i encourage anyone who hmm. uh has the opportunity to to do that sort of renovation stuff to to pick it up it's a good skill that Definitely. you can always learn yeah yeah so thank you guys thank you so much eric for joining us and being yes. the expert on video games we really do appreciate guys. you being with Thanks us for having me yeah and simone do you want to explain to everyone what uh, special thing we're doing next week yeah, so I think as of this episode being released, uh, the live stream will have already happened, but we are basically, for next week's episode, doing a birthday live stream, which we'll record and also put up. Um, we're not going to be reviewing any movies, but we are going to be playing our favorite game from the minisodes, where we give each other random movie titles, and people have to guess what the movie's about. Uh, the more creative, the better, but the closer you are to the actual movie, uh, the better you'll do. <laughs> yes. And uh, we're going to have some special guests on. We're going to have uh, whoever we can from the Robots Ram family to come through uh, and uh, do the, do do play the game with us and see see mm-hmm. how everyone does and just like appreciate and 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 you know um, revel in the fact that we've somehow reached a year of this crazy crazy podcast. Two over two hundred bad movies watched. Can you <laughs> believe it? I'm so sorry for you. Because we can. <laughs> It has definitely affected our our, uh, our our mental chemistry. That's for sure. No <laughs> I have to say though, some things I wouldn't have found without you guys. So that's thank you. That's good to know. I mean, do we say you're welcome? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we can only apologize. <laughs> well, to be fair, some of the movies that you've reviewed, I actually had seen before and did enjoy. Like I remember yeah. you reviewed uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I remember Classic. watching that as a kid, and Classic I'm like, actually, from my I think childhood. I, I vaguely remember seeing that in theaters with my mom. So, um, I actually really enjoyed it. So, you know, and some I, I also you... genuinely love that movie. Like, I, I, I had it on VCR. Some movies you've reviewed, I'm like, wait a minute, I actually liked that movie, and then you end up liking it too. I'm like, okay, so they're not <laughs> yeah. bashing on it the whole time. Yeah. We try. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I think there's like three categories of bad movies. There's those bad movies that you remember and you are genuinely shocked that they did badly. The bad movies which you're just like, yep, okay, that's fair enough. And then the bad movies which are like incredibly obscure and no one actually knows about, which are actually just super fun to watch yeah. and everyone should enjoy them. Like zombie strippers. Um, zombie like zombie strippers, strippers is... Any any of the, the night, uh, returning dead series, oh, just so what a fun. dream! And and you know what? I'm glad we've I'm glad we've reached a year and and many years to continue. Yeah, I'm sure. congratulations, guys! Thanks. My show is Thank a few you. months from Thank there. Thank you so but... much. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're you know it's all fun. So, guys, if you uh, want to reach out to us and uh, tell us what you think of the podcast, send your congratulations or your commiserations for reaching this. <laughs> milestone in our history uh please do and where can they reach us simone uh they can talk to us on facebook or instagram at fresh tomatoes podcast on twitter at fresh tomatoes mp they can email us on fresh tomatoes podcast at gmail.com they can check out all the live streams they can look up our youtube channel fresh tomatoes the movie podcast uh come say hi and eric where can they find you i am on twitter and instagram my personal feed is uh, ian gold 08 for both um, you can check out my show Nintendo on pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we talk about um, the latest Nintendo news and then go into specific like details about specific video game series or characters. Um, you can find me on Twitch. Actually, I recently started yeah. streaming uh, twitch.tv slash Sulior. That's my gimmick name. S U L I O R E. Um, I always joke with my co-host Durka about how when we actually get merch, I'm going to uh, release a shirt that has that spelled phonetically, so people <laughs> know how to Amazing. pronounce that. Um, um, yeah, I, I stream Elder Scrolls, I stream Fallout, I can actually talk about Elder Scrolls for hours on end, in fact I actually do sometimes, uh, believe it or not. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, my show, Nintendo does have uh, Twitter. It's at Nintendo P. So, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. Fantastic. And guys, while you're on the internet, why not leave us a rating? Why not leave us a review? It reaches, uh, it helps us reach more people, gets the, the optimistic message out there, and I think more than ever, we all need to be a little bit more optimistic. And as we say, at the end of every episode... We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. You've got to say it! Oh, okay. I guess I get to say it, too. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yay. You're so mean to our guests. You're just a violent, <laughs> violent person. <laughs> say it! I could have done what Ken did and be like, who are you guys again? <laughs> yeah, he was just like, I don't know any of you. It was great. He was so funny. Uh, and goodbye, everyone. Goodbye! goodbye. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.